Matthew Leckie puts Australia into the quarterfinals. That is a magnificent goal by Owamabil. Oh, Matty Ryan, wow! Camping it out of the top corner like Superman. The Socceroos podcast is back. Hello and welcome to a new series of the show that brings you closer to our national team stars. I'm your host Chris Carulli and in the coming weeks I'll be catching up with some of our Aussies abroad to see how they're travelling overseas in clubland. We've got a great chat first up with tricky winger Awar Mabil who recently made his Turkish Super League debut with new club Kasim Pasha. He talks through life in Istanbul, what he's learned overcoming obstacles in Portugal and Denmark over the last six years, as well as some of the legendary players he's brushed shoulders with along the way including one member of Spanish football royalty that he's grown particularly close with. We also answer a few of your fan questions, so without any further delay, let's get into the pod. So Awa, thanks for joining us on the Socceroos podcast. It's been a big couple of weeks for you, trading Denmark for Turkey. So first of all, as a Socceroos fan on Instagram, Josh Groves has asked us, how's life? Yeah, life is great, man. I'm very grateful Uh, right now. You know, I went through a period in, in, in Denmark that was a little bit difficult for many reasons. But uh, now that I am in Turkey and and ready to enjoy my football again, yeah, continue my career. But life is great, man. I'm thankful for life. You mentioned it's been a difficult few months. Do you feel like it's been a real learning experience? What's gone down? Uh, Yeah, there's a lesson in everything. Just depends how you look at it, to be honest. Um, Obviously, I've been in Denmark for a long time. I've helped the club a lot. Uh, We've achieved a lot, and I'm very grateful for the club. And, you know, I, I made it quite clear that I, I wanted to move on and sort of that backfired, you know, uh, me not signing a new contract and, and things like that. The political side of things um, really, yeah, I felt that in the last, almost in the last year. So um, it's nice to be, yeah, to be happy again and to just focus on football and just bringing joy to, yeah, to the field, really. Mm, and obviously then you're, I'm sure you're very excited about this transfer. Off the pitch, making the move to Istanbul, what's your first impressions of the city been like? Uh, it's been, it's, it's, it's crazy good, like in, in a sense, but it's too many people uh, compared to where I come from in Denmark. Denmark, I think we only have 5 million in the whole country. And I think here they have maybe 15 million just in Istanbul alone. So um. The traffic has not been fun, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been good because like you get to experience different cultures, and um, right now uh, I, I I like Turkey. Yeah, and another soccerer. There's been a few soccerers that have played in Turkey over the years. Another one in the current squad in Aziz Bayic. Is he someone mm. you were in touch with ahead of the move or after it? Yeah, yeah. He um he contacted me. No, the club contacted him, and then uh as he's contacted me and we talked and um and he had some great things to say about turkey so um it was it made it easier you know having a mate here so um whenever i need anything i just call out my brother and and you know it, it makes it easier when we also play in the national team together he's normally behind me and you know we look after each other so he's always looking after me and 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 yeah i'm grateful for him and hoping to um to leave a mark here in, in turkey yeah, and I'm sure that will only help you guys traveling together and that kind of thing back when you're on international duty and linking up with each other in green and gold. Exactly. That was one of the reasons because he was traveling alone, so he needed a travel buddy. So he did everything nice. to convince me to 
Who have you traveled with in the past? I guess there's been a few other boys in Denmark. Uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Thomas, uh, is actually one of my good friends uh, in the team, and um, Mustafa Amini. Uh, we traveled together. We actually traveled together when we were playing in under 21s also. And then when we went to the soccer rules, uh, we traveled together. So, yeah, those two boys. And, yeah, I think that's it, to be honest. Any stories from over the years? Has it been smooth sailing? We saw Aziz got stuck in a, a um, snowstorm the other week. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it was crazy. They told me um, he, he couldn't go to the game because because of what happened in Istanbul. And it's the first time in a long time that has happened. So it was it was really unlucky because I think he's from Melbourne also. So mm. he would have been playing in front of his uh, family and friends. And, and I know that's a big occasion because that's one of my dreams also to play in Adelaide for the soccer rules. So I fell for assist. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get another chance to, to play in Melbourne again one day. Definitely, definitely. I guess on the park, you made your debut just, you know, a few days after signing in that two-or draw. David Yusuf on Instagram has asked us, what makes the Turkish league different to any of the other leagues you've played in? Um, you could say the difference between the Danish league and the, um, the Turkish league is that there's more football in the, in the Turkish league. It's more, you know, yeah, pretty much your skill. Um, and Denmark is a lot of set-piece based uh, kind of... Uh, league so there's a lot of stop and start so I really enjoy making my debut the other day and I felt really good because like you know I can I can express myself and it's normally one against one situations I face it a lot here uh, I think I faced like maybe 10 uh, in the space of like uh, 30 minutes and for me that that gave me a buzz because that's that's what I live for in order to um to, to, to dribble and then also make a seat and make goals. That's, that's, that's what I do. That's my job as a winger. So I think uh, with hard work and I continue to work hard, I think I can really make a lot of assists and a lot of goals here. So I think the league is, is, is suitable for me. Yeah, you mentioned you were just having a chat to your coach. What has he been like in, in making the move? What's the advice you've got and, and what does he think you'll be offering to the team? Yeah, he, he believes in me a lot. The club believes in me a lot. Um, and that's why they brought me here in order to try to to, to add something to the team. Um, and, you know, my job is to, to create chances and also score score goals and uh, bring that, that flair to the fans, I hope. Um, so um, that's, that's basically, he's made it clear that um, I'll add something to the team and that he believes in me and... I just have to take a step by step, no rush, because um because I just came like literally like one week ago and I made my debut a couple of days ago. So I can't I can't be expecting too much now. I just have to get myself uh fit because I haven't played really for like uh maybe five months properly. Um so it's it's a step by step. Definitely. Well, I'd like to take you back now over the years. You mentioned it's been quite a journey, you know, since leaving Adelaide back in 2015. You know, you've lived overseas, you've debuted for the Socceroos. Yeah. I saw you wrote on Instagram in a really nice farewell message that you came as a little boy from the land down under and now you walk as a man who's faced his obstacles and never given up. I mean, Talk us through your frame of mind back then versus what it is now and whether there's something you wish you could go back and maybe tell that little boy. Well, like, I would not change anything because um, 
all the obstacles that I face uh, pretty much made me who I am now. And, and you know, there's, there's some things that I could say I would like to change, but to be honest, I would not change anything. Um, because when I came, uh, you know, I was, I was a, a talent in Australia, you know, uh, somebody who likes to dribble, someone who likes to, you know, just enjoy football in, in that sense and not really worrying about, uh, I think you could say the results um, or that responsibility. Um, and then when I came to Denmark, it, you know, football there was, was, you know, it's a big business in the sense of like, you know, you have more responsibility. Uh, you have to win games, especially at a big club like, like Michelin. So I really had a shock. And, and then, you know, I had to go on loan a few times. Um, and that, that for me was what made me who I am because uh, it, it made me stronger and made me look at football differently. Uh, and also the way I looked at myself was different because I had to really find out what I needed to work on um, in order to play because I was determined to play for, for Michelin and, and I knew that I could make a difference. So I just had to get myself right. And, and I did that. And then I was happy that I went through, you know, not playing there and then going out to find uh, myself and ways I can play, you know, um, in this team, because I know I can make a great, great difference. And yeah, I think I've, I've done that. I've done all I can for that club and I've achieved a lot. Uh, despite the obstacles uh, I've always overcome and you know my girlfriend is Danish so I'm I'm really thankful to to Denmark for that sense so um yeah it's it's I wouldn't change anything really um I would just like to be grateful for Denmark and the people there what they have done for me and allow me to grow really Fair enough. You, you mentioned the loan spells and how important they were. There was one in Portugal with Pacos de Ferreira back in 2016-17. Tell us mm. about that experience playing in Portugal. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and also it was, it was difficult because like I left, I left Esbia. Um, I was on loan there and we got relegated. And then I went to Portugal and I played a lot. Uh, but then we got relegated on the last day of the, 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 the league. Um, and that for me was, was a big thing because like, I felt how much it meant, uh, to, to, to the fans and also to the players, you know, because this is their life, you know, um, that's how they feed their family. Some of the people, because, you know, the, in order for the club to stay up, you know, it can mean, you know, them having a job and not having a job. So like that sort of changed my mindset on how I look at football also and, and you know how much it means to 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 everybody um, that's associated with the club. Um, so from there, I I think it was the biggest turning point for me. And I had my first Socceroos call up, um, so that was really nice. Um, and I still follow the club to this day. And um, yeah, they're doing great now. So they're back in the first league and and actually doing really really well. So I'm happy for them and also happy that I went there. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. And be happy to ask about that first Socceroos call-up. What were the circumstances around that? Was it a surprise or it was sort of on the radar? It was, um, it was like, because I previously, the season before that, when I was in SBA, I got a call in the, I was in the 30-man squad. And, you know, that was the biggest thing for me. I remember I stayed up just waiting for the squad to be announced and, and how much that meant to me. 
and then I didn't make the final squad and but I was really proud and 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 it was like a motivation for me and then when I went to Portugal and then I had the same the same I made the 30 man squad and then I remember the phone call I got from Joe um saying that I made it literally I just uh, made the final squad so um I cried I called my mom you know because this is the biggest thing for me um you know the feeling I could not describe it but I I cried a lot and then I called my mom I said look I'm 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 going to Australia and I'm going to Japan with the Socceroos and it's now with the uh under 21s under 23s um and she was really really proud you know and and that that for me is a moment that I'll always remember even though I didn't make my debut um I remember my siblings coming to Melbourne to watch us uh and even warming up was just like you know I felt really really good because my family is there and they can see that I'm I'm part of Australia uh national team um so that that for me is a feeling that I'll keep for for yeah I can never forget because I just I remember like it was yesterday um and that was a big big moment for me of course you can't even begin to imagine that feeling moving back into the club world I spotted something on your Instagram where there was a photo of you holding a assigned Arsenal shirt from um, oh, yeah. Bamiyang. tell us yeah. the story about how that happened I was close to joining Arsenal you know um no, no, but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, my agent, uh, he's um, he was he's the agent of the former Arsenal coach, and and then um, yeah, obviously he went and talked to Aubameyang and said yeah, because I like Aubameyang also. I think he's he's a cool player, and I like his style of just being himself. Um, so I mentioned that to my agent, and then he just got a shirt from me, and then Aubameyang just signed it and say. Uh, Awa, whatever, whatever. I can't remember exact message, but it was pretty cool, to be honest. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. So I will frame it one day and I can brag to my kids and my friends that, yeah, I got something from from an Arsenal legend, you could say, maybe. Captain, now at, now at Barcelona, of course. Yeah. You also have connections with a few players. Am I right in recalling you have a connection with David Villa or you have you met or yeah. spoken with him? Yeah, he's, he's actually one of my, he's the, he's one of my friends now. Uh, we talked a lot. He actually just texted me now, um, I think an hour ago about congratulating me for, for my debut. Um, and obviously my agency, we are, we are in the same group. Um, and we've, we've, we met and then we became good friends and he is, he is somebody I'm always asking for advice. Um, I'm always, I have his number so I can just always call him when I need advice and and I take advantage of that. I I call him a lot. I say, hey, when I'm in a drought of goals, how do you react or how do you act? And he will give me advice on that. Um because yeah, numbers speak for himself for themselves. He's he's a legend and he's somebody if you can ask some questions to him, it can only can only make you better. So yeah, I'm really grateful to David, um, and he's a great friend of mine now. So that's unreal. Does he ever talk about when he played against the Socceroos at the 2014 World Cup? Yeah, he scored. He scored. I think he scored yes. a, a nice goal. Um, it's something he would brag about, but I gave him a Socceroos shirt, so I think he's our friend. <laughs> 
We'll take it. We'll take it. Definitely. Speaking of brushing shoulders with some football royalty, there's of course that Champions League season that you had against the likes of Atalanta, Ajax, and of course, Liverpool, who were champions of England at the time. We have had a question from a fan, Josh. He asks, what was it like when you scored your first Champions League goal against Ajax? Um, It's something that, you know, it didn't, it didn't really kick in until after and how much it meant because of the reaction. And um, so for me, that night was actually good because, like, I think I played my best game in that Champions League uh, phase. Um, so my, my best game was against Ajax and I won that penalty and I was like, I'm feeling good, so I'm going to go take it. And then, um, then I scored um, and really, like, after the game, I just sat down and then just trying to sink in the moment, you know, uh, as a young boy growing up watching Champions League and now playing in the Champions League and then also scoring. So for me, from where I come from, it's, 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 it's a big, big achievement, um, which I think maybe four Australians have done it before. Uh, so that's something I'm really, really proud of, but... I'm so competitive that I want more, uh, but I will not appreciate it until the end of my career. Um, so that's that's something that I'm really holding on to for that feeling to come and be like, hey, damn, man, you did it. Um, and not many people can say that. So I'm really proud of it, but I think it will, it will, it will kick in more after my career when I look back. Um, and it's one of the biggest moments because I think it motivated kids all over Australia, all over, um, all over Kakuma, where I was born, and also kids from my community. Um, so I hope somebody can go out and then do, do better. That's, that's, the only, that's the only motivation that I hope that I gave somebody, you know, that a fellow Australian, fellow South Sudanese can do it, then everybody can do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more big moments to come in your career that you'll look back on and still still to create. But something we like to ask a few of our guests on this podcast is to pull together a dream five-a-side team for us. And today I'd like you to create one or let us know maybe the five best players you've played against over the years. Or you can throw in someone you've played with if there's someone that stands out. So go for it. Uh, So it has to be somebody I played against or with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for defense, I'll have Osama Malik. Uh, okay. I played with him. And uh, in goalie, I have Eugene Galegovic. Uh, yeah, Eugene Galegovic because he's he's the best keeper in in, uh, in the A League history. Um, and then now we're gonna change it up. Uh, we have the Adelaide team in the defense. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I played against. Uh, uh, in the midfield, I'll have Hemsik play against him. Uh, I'll have I'll have Salah. Gotta um, have gotta have Salah at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and then Mane. So that's yeah. that's 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 my dream team of people I've played against. I'll play with because not bad, to, not bad. I have to have some people <laughs> played with. Uh, can't just play against. I'm sure Ozzy Malik would enjoy playing with those other three out on the pitch. Yeah, I think they'll. He has similar hair to to, uh, to Salah, so I think they'll get on quite well. 
True, true. Might get them mixed up. <laughs> One final question as such, looking forward to the rest of this year. It's a big year ahead for you, both with club and country. I guess, Ooh. tell us what lies ahead in 2022 for A1 Mobile. Uh, really, is just to be myself um, and just be present. You know, that's, 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 what, that's what's ahead for me because I know everything else would take care of itself. Um, I'm not too fast on trying to set goals, um, but I know I can achieve all my footballing dreams uh, this year. I know that, but I'm not going to put pressure on trying to achieve it, but just working hard day by day. Um, that's, that's basically what how I'm approaching this year. Get the best out of every single day, and then the rest will take care of itself. Because um, we have a World Cup coming up. Uh, we have some important games before that. So, um, yeah, I know that's, that's a big, big thing ahead for us. So for me, I'll just stay ready and be as uh, the best that I can be. So when we have those games, uh, I can do the best that I can do to help my country. And, um, and then, yeah, so we'll see what the year will bring with hard work. Hard work and so many possibilities. We'll finish up there, but just before we let you go, I'd like to shout out your own podcast. You're familiar with this platform. You've started one yourself called the All In Podcast. Do you want to yeah. give it a plug and let us know a bit more about what that's all about? All right, cheers for the chat, man. It's amazing. Um, so basically, uh, me and my cousin, uh, we've started a, a podcast called The All In. Um, and it's basically about, you know, just having a day-to-day -day conversation um, with each other and also with some guests to basically it's sort of like a therapy. Um, so we want to share with people uh, what we are going through. Uh, and our latest episode is about mental health. So I think that's, that's a really, really um, a strong one. Um, so yeah, if, um, if you're interested, um, go check us out. And there's plenty more episodes coming out, but it's basically to to try to get people to open up about their feelings and 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 we need to be the examples. Um, so that's why me and my cousin will sit there. We we talk honest talk, nothing uh, nothing scripted. So it's it's just it's just a human to human conversation, trying to trying to help people also uh, be open about their feelings or you know also yeah their feelings and 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 being able to to see, okay, hey, A1 Bill is, is opening up about this topic, for example. Um, maybe it's, it's not, so, not so bad for me to open up to my friend uh, so that because once you open up about certain things, you can start to fix them. Uh, that's basically, yeah, why we go all in. Love it. It's a great concept and definitely worth a listen. Thanks again, Awar, for your time and all the best in adjusting to life in Turkey and what lies ahead. No worries, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the first Aussies Abroad special of the Socceroos podcast. If you enjoyed this and want to access some more exclusive national team content, make sure you're following the Socceroos on social media. We'll be releasing weekly episodes in the lead up to March 24's massive World Cup qualifier against Japan. So make sure to buy your tickets to that one at Stadium Australia if you haven't already. Don't be afraid to drop us a tweet or a Facebook or Instagram comment letting us know who you would like to see next on the podcast and any questions you're keen for us to ask them. In the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this episode featuring Awa Mobile. 
goodbye for now.